Hello and welcome to Moving On Podcast After the Bell with Chip Nellinger. Chip, man, looks like uh, the Chinese stuff has still got the market a little bit scared. Oh, yeah, a lot scared. Um, you know, we're down to the wire now. Uh, those are supposed to go into effect at midnight uh, U.S. time. So today's session came and, and went and uh, no news, um, nothing, um, not a tweet, not anything. And so the bean market uh, tried to kind of hold its own all day, but as we got deeper and deeper in the session, uh, no news, no news, no news. Pretty much closed on our lows here. Uh, I'm going to be down about nine and a half cents in the in the bean market. Corn was up five cents at one point. I, I tell you, this forecast is not great for corn. Uh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be dry. It's trending that way. That's kind of the scary part of this deal uh, is that it's now the weather models are kind of slowly trending warmer, drier. Uh, it's not a great time. I mean, we're going through pollination. You get past that, the next six weeks of grain fill going to be really important for corn. If it weren't for all this trade stuff, I mean, corn probably has a good day, eight, nine higher, something like that. But um, in, in light of what's going on here and these uh, tariffs taking effect and beans down, you know, seven, eight, nine cents, corn can't hold up in the face of that. Uh, I guess the bright spot of the whole deal is the wheat market um, held gains all day, double digit gains, going to be up uh, I don't know, 14 to 18 cents in the Chicago and Kansas City, respectively. Um, continuing reductions. Everybody's kind of a little, little bit of a head scratcher there, uh, as am I on the wheat. Um, but you continue to see reductions slowly of uh, different countries in Europe. France, a week ago, there was another one today, I think it was Germany, uh, reducing their wheat crop. It still really hasn't changed the hot and dry pattern in the Black Sea area of Ukraine, parts of Russia. Um, and so as we go forward in time, those um, wheat production numbers are probably going to continue to shrink back a little bit. Uh, and, you know, the thing about it is there's corn grown in that uh, area, too, a fair amount of it. And so if, if wheat is coming down uh, because of hot, dry conditions and they haven't changed it and they're still fighting hot, dry, it probably means they're uh, roughly on the same pattern as us or, you know, same longitude as us, um, same kind of season. It likely means that corn yields are coming down as well. So that's something that's underlying the corn market. But we just can't turn the corner. We can't stabilize yet in corn because of this China uh, issue in the beans. Uh, who knows? Nobody knows what to expect is the problem. It's just uncharted territory. So once uh, I, mean, I guess it's still possible, slim, slim percent chance there's some sort of a last second save here or at least delay that would give us a bounce. Um, but if these if these tariffs go through, nobody knows. I mean, we got another 40, 50 cents to go in beans. Funds going to pile in on the short side. Uh, and we got most of it factored in and beans bounce. I mean, that's a possibility, too. Um, nobody knows. And um, when the market's uncertain, it does not go higher. That's uh, kind of a, a good rule of thumb, a trading rule. In high uncertainty, markets do not go higher. Uh, and we have high uncertainty of just, you know, what this means to beans. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens uh, in the middle of the night with trading action. Probably more importantly, you'll get a lot more volume starting about 3.34 in the morning central time as Europe kind of opens up. 
Um, we'll know when uh, when the sun rises what the effect of this thing is, or um, you know how how much the effect might be on the bean market, and um, we'll just have to go from there and adjust accordingly, I guess. Don't you feel like the market's got a lot of this already built into it? I mean, like you talked about yesterday, they're a dollar and a half off of the uh, from a month ago or whatever, and. I, mean, yeah. I, I gotta feel like there's. I mean, there's, there's if the demand's the way it is, and all that stuff's the way it is. A lot of this just has to be driven by that. And I, you, you're the expert. You tell me. I mean, but it feels like well, some of that stuff's got to be built into the market already. It, it is. It is. Um, so I, I'd say two things. I, I would say it is uh, the, the bulk of it, uh, because if you look at the spread between the Gulf mm-hmm. and Brazil. Um, I don't know, 80, 85, 90% of it is factored in. I mean, Brazil is that much cheaper than us, pretty much taking up what the whole retaliatory tariff is going to be. So we've got that priced in. But the scary part is that doesn't mean if once this deadline passes, um, you have to, my biggest fear is you go back three or four weeks here. I mean, there was a day where everything was fine, right? If you remember that, I mean, we, Trump's tweeting out, yeah, we got this thing figured out. Um, China's going to take, you know, billions more beans than they already have. More than we could possibly produce, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. There you go. More more than we can produce. Well, uh, that's yet to come true, right? And so the market, that really got the market leaning one way, and all of a sudden they got the rug pulled out from under. Once this deadline comes and go. I think there was a lot of a, a lot a large amount of hope that we would get something hammered out by this deadline. And if it comes and goes, then the fear is going to be, you know, if they can't get it by the deadline, what if it's six more months? What if it's 18 more months? What if it's two years down the road that we're fighting this? And and then it really starts affecting. Um, all right, we're you know here at eight. 830, I guess, roughly just north of 850 new crop beans, then you're still too high priced. And that doesn't prevent the funds who are already short beans from just piling on and just selling more, selling more, selling more and pushing this thing lower. So it's a it's a moving target and and a lot of moving gears in there. And, and the market's going to look ahead to the future. And um, it's just such an unknown. We've never had to really um, I guess in modern times, anyway, really never had to have the market discount something like this. So it's not like I can go back and say, oh, remember that one year where we there's nothing to go back on to gauge it against. Yeah. Yeah. What's your gut, what's your gut tell you? What do you think? What do you think tomorrow's going to be? Uh, my gut tells me if it, it, uh, that it could be a little bit ugly, uh, 20, 30 lower, maybe at one point on beans, but kind of like a month or so ago. Uh, you know, there's still people that use beans. It's not just China. I mean, we sell beans to more people than China, uh, and we have a lot of usage domestically. So I, I think on, if you are 20-plus cents lower uh, overnight or in the morning, you're going to find good commercial buying because you're getting to a value area, and, and hopefully we can recover and, you know, close with minimal losses, and, and maybe that will be it. Um, I guess worst case, 50, 60 lower, and you stay that that way and close that way we we might have a lot more pain coming um so let's hope the worst case doesn't come true i could see 20 25 lower and you know maybe closing six lower that would be i guess a moral victory and maybe be a signal that we've got we finally have the bulk of it um factored in 
But if there's huge, a huge just drop in the marketplace tomorrow, then more than more than likely there's going to be a week long kind of run on that. I would say, yeah, maybe not straight down, but if we close just you know in the tank on the lows tomorrow in beans, I think that's probably a bad sign that there's more pain to come and we haven't found a bottom yet. So, and that's going to affect corn, you know, which longer term, you know, I. There's so many moving parts here. We could talk for hours on this. I, I personally think that corn, the drop in beans, is artificially dragging corn lower because um, China doesn't buy any of our corn anyway. They buy some sorghum, but it, it, China, for all intents and purposes, they don't have anything to do with our corn. It doesn't matter. But yet the price relationship does. <clears throat> so the drop in beans, you're pulling corn down with it. And, it, you know, I mean, economics 101, Prices go lower and increases demand. So demand's already good. I mean, right. we have record cattle on feed, record hogs on feed, uh, record ethanol grind. Exports are pretty darn good. And lower prices are only going to increase that demand. And it'll be artificially. So even if we have a big crop and the weather stays okay for a few weeks here and we finish out all right, you're going to have this demand pump so stimulated in corn that we're going to have a heck of a snapback at some point. And, uh, and then if it stays hot and dry and you take top end off of some of this corn yield and, and it doesn't end up being 180 bushel, 181 bushel crop like the market's starting to think, and it's only, it's good, but it's only, you know, 176, 175, then we're way too cheap on corn and uh, because of that demand. So that's the bright spot I see in, in, in anything. And it's the same way on beans if they can get it figured out and you get China back. Okay, it's, it is 100% set in stone now we've got it um you know agreed upon and china's going to keep taking the amount of beans That's, um same thing in beans you'll snap back a dollar in beans in in a heartbeat uh because you've got it too low now mm -hmm. and so it's just i don't know what you do with that i mean it's it's um it's a crazy environment i say that every year i think i thought last year it wouldn't be any crazier than last year but it, it's we've kind of doubled down on that deal from a year ago and it's worse yet all right okay so what's what's the livestock market reaction to what's going on well honestly livestock's holding holding their own um you know cattle close a little bit higher here uh hogs a little bit lower but we're holding our own and i think tomorrow's close is really important in both hogs and cattle we're up near multi-week highs we can close up near the top end of the range here for the week um, that'll be, uh, I don't know, almost, I'm looking at a chart here, three plus month highs in, um, in, in cattle and, and a couple month highs, at least in hogs. And sometimes that just creates its own, you know, speculative buying momentum and fun buying. So I think tomorrow's close is, is important, but I'm impressed, um, that hogs and cattle have held up as well as they have. And we're up near the recent highs of the last, you know, several weeks to months here. It, it tells me that, um, you know, if it weren't for the NAFTA and China stuff, you, you'd probably be 5 to $8 higher in both hogs and cattle than where we're at right now. So I do think it's having an effect. But in the same breath, hogs and cattle, especially in the face of record numbers of each, uh, they're, they're holding their own, you know, it could be a lot worse than, than what it is right now. So good sign cash trade in, uh, in cattle tomorrow are going to be important as well. See where that, uh, develops. And that's probably going to be after the close, um, tomorrow. 
but if it's if it's steady to a buck, some people are thinking maybe a buck higher. Um, steady is probably a moral victory. A buck higher, um, I think that just creates some more buying interest next week. So uh, a little bit of a bright spot here in the whole um, commodity sector. It really is the livestock market right now um, that we're you know near multi-week, multi-month highs here. So what's the outside markets looking like? So you got. I mean, oil, I know, has kind of been all over the place here with some of the stuff Trump has said. I mean, artificially, it's a higher little bit because some of the statements he said about if you buy Iranian oil or want to put an embargo on you and all these different things. So how's that working out, and how's that, that in yeah. the market playing out? Trudeau is down about a buck 15 right now. Uh, we've had a high, I think, just over 75. We're trading about 73 right now. So we're a couple bucks off the highs. So far, all that talk hasn't had a um, huge effect yet. Um in the big picture of the world trade, um, you know, two million barrels a day out of Saudi Arabia, it's it's a little bit of a drop in the bucket. It's more symbolic than anything, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you haven't seen a major effect yet in crude oil. Uh, stock market's been all over the board. It's up about 130 right now, uh, off the recent lows. But we've seen some weakness in this trade uh, war thing. I think is slowly starting to leak into some other sectors of the economy and some fears about, all right, maybe this thing is for real. And, um, you know, it seems like the consensus for the last few weeks is it's not that big of a deal. Well, maybe in the general sense of a multi-trillion dollar world economy, it's not. The unfortunate part is ag, it is a major, major deal. You know, ag's getting hit the hardest of of any sector right now. I guess you could argue steel. um, But uh, so the stock market doesn't quite know how to handle this thing yet, but I think it's starting to get a little more um, fearful about a a longer term ongoing trade issue, not just with China, but, you know, we got this thing going with Europe. I mean, we're in a trade war worldwide, essentially, China, Europe, Mexico, Canada right now. It is a uh, world war, worldwide trade war. I mean, everybody right now has got some sort of retaliatory trade thing against us, whether it's European countries, Canada, Mexico, Whoever. Yeah. And there was some good news overnight uh, about the uh, potential talks with uh, between the United States and Europe on these steel tariffs. I didn't really read much more about that. The financial markets believe it because it really rallied the stock market off the lows. So there must be a little bit of uh, of teeth to the to the story. Um, But there's just not much more news about that. Um, So. And that gave the bean market and the and the corn market a little bit of hope this morning as well. Like, well, okay, maybe they'll announce something on this China deal, but uh, not as of yet. We'll we'll see. The clock's ticking. Let's see. What is it? It's uh, two thirty. Two thirty in Washington yeah. D.C. right now. Well, yeah, and I mean I know stuff happens uh, late at night, but uh, let's face it. You know, you probably only have uh, three, four more hours of uh, potential to get this thing. And it's the middle of the night in China, you know? I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if something was going to happen, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, all of them would be talking about, oh, my God, they're going to talk about the the yeah. trade war now. We're going to get this thing settled up. And then, you know, whatever. Yep. Fun, fun. Good times. Good times. All right, Chip. Well, Obviously, there's going to be some volatility come tomorrow, more than we've probably seen in a while. Um, guys want to work on their plan and, and kind of build a plan. How would they do that? 
Well, best way uh, is take take a step. Give us a call. Let's talk about your operation. Uh, our number is 309-550-7213. And uh, I'd love to chat with you and uh, talk about how we can uh, improve your plan. Right on, man. So, Chip, uh, have a good one, and I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's going to be uh, interesting. I don't know if it'll be fun, but it will be interesting. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. All right. Have a good night. We'll see you. In the 21st century Hard work